Asking the spirit of the living God, the Lord, as I lift up my voice and as I pray, let your light lead me through this year. In the name of Jesus, you want to make this spiritual declaration. You want to make this prayer, the Lord, as I lift up my voice. Your light is leading me throughout this year. Ma debo kosha da brado shaka baba ba le baba ba la kada barada baba kumbele hasen telegadia re baba shaka padini kada baba Lord my God my Father as I lift up my voice and as I pray let your Spirit lead me through this year in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus maukani anundi menim. Our Yesu Christo Demo, Bibibira may be our Fibu, Maukania Nundimanim. In your light we see light. In your light we see light. In your bigger light we see our light. Lord, as I lift up my voice and as I pray, Lord, Dabako Shada Bradosha, Ipaduka Dabaso Telekaskapa, Mahan Telegadibia, Mandelegadabaradabako Shada Bedebekosha, Leleko Shada Berendeleba, Mabadi Hazukeskete, Veleko Shada Brando Shabrendeskapa, Matadabaka Papa Papa Papa, your life. Your light is leading me, Lord. Your light is leading me, Lord. Your light is leading me in all that I do. In all that I do in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. In my going out, in my coming in, your light is leading me. Mahadu Shadaba, Mahadu Shadaba, Mahadu Shadaba Lakadu, Mebere Kebara Baba Kubara Kababa, Melekadu Lakadiha Kabara Dosha, Merekas Kebere Koshadi, Kimblende Brando Zebrendes Kaba, Vele Bahasum Berakosha, Ipapari Kosha de Bredes Kapa. 
Kada baba shada baba ba, riba baba kura baba ba shada baba, mehadile ko shada bereda barada ba, ineba isobele gadibio shada baba, mako shada barada baba ba, the light of God is leading me, is leading me, mahadu shada berendo sha, mahadu nibia koda badia, melenko de basondele kaba iroda ibahondele. Shadeba, the Mahakusa de Brakoskapa, the Vele Cascopa, Irendo Shaba, the Rababa Shakabra Doskapa, the Mahandele Kadiboskapa, the Rekos Kadaba, the Leba Somberendos Kaba Sumbeha, the Bahanduleba Sendeleba Akuba Erekaskuba, the Bahanduleba, Melemberendo Sheberikosa, Makumbele Basco. Imahanduli Everescoba is entelemberunda. Ipende koshebere kaskapa. Imahadunda labashakapa. Iborokoshkapa irenda legata. The light of God is leading me in all that I do. Is leading me in all that I do. Is leading me in all that I do. Mahabo shaba iba. Iriko baba randala baba. Mapa iboro. Kuda mehemberende lekaskumberenda papa irendo legada re papa kuskapa yente legadias kape lembronda skabranda sha ma papa papa dumberam papa ipondele basumbele kadindele ivendele bokumberende basunte ibokuba irakadibioskapa ma bradoskapa ra papa papa Baba da baradaba, le baba bako baba ba, reko baba baba ba, reko baba 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 baba, reko baba 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 ba, roka baba baba, roko baba 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 ba, roko baba baba baba. In the name of Jesus. Many more, and Kanya, 
Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to call someone? You want to invite someone? You want to share the link to someone? Amen. You want to call someone? You want to invite someone? You want to share the link to someone? Amen. Thank you Holy Spirit. We are continuing. Um, today is day two of our 52 days in light. Amen. If you know that, you know that after this encounter, your life will be different. Just as I know, type Amen. Hallelujah. If you know that, you know that, you know that after this encounter, 
your life will be different. Type Amen. Amen. And then I want us to, uh, within the day, you want to talk to someone about um, our 52 days in light. There are people that they struggle to wake up at, at dawn. So you want to keep them within your circle and re- keep on reminding them between uh, even within the days when they are about to sleep you remind them to set the alarms and you can also do some checkups by calling them at dawn to wake up to join us because uh yesterday someone said to me a message the person said the devil didn't what the devil didn't allow me to wake up then i told that person this is not the devil <laughs> stop blaming the devil a child of god after how many years of being a christian you still blame the devil for not able to wake up at dawn yeah we need to look at some things critically after how many years <laughs> of being a christian you are still blaming the devil for oversleeping it is not the devil hallelujah it is sheer laziness amen yesterday we started something and we want to continue today so today um very interesting we are continuing from matthew chapter 5 matthew chapter 5 i want someone who is um, a fast reader i want four people right today to call in right now and you read a chapter a chapter and read another person also read another chapter then another person read chapter i want four people hallelujah four people amen all right i have the first person here another person should also call okay uh let's do it like this okay aha uh-huh. another person should also call i've also picked that a second person all right i need a third person to call all right third person is in great i need the last person to call okay so that we we, we pick it from there the last person so the first the first person who's going to talk will be excellent then the second person will be mr Glevon. third person will be nabot then the fourth person will be god's chosen amen god bless you um excellent please let's go matthew chapter five now when jesus saw the crowds he went up on the mountainside and um, sat down if you can, can metro your voice for me i'll be very happy okay matthew chapter 5 now when jesus saw the crowds he went up on the mountainside and sat down his disciples came to him and he began to teach them he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted blessed are the meek for they will be they will inherit the earth Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 
You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court, and anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lastly has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gorge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that was said, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. Even one slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you, take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. 
you have heard that was said love your neighbor and hate your enemy but i tell you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your father in heaven he causes the sun to shine on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous if you love those who love you what reward will you get and not even the tax collectors doing that are not even the tax collectors doing that and if you greet only your own people what are you doing more than others do not even the pagans do that be perfect therefore as your heavenly father is perfect this is the word of the lord thanks be to god hallelujah that's a powerful reading amen hallelujah you know the bible is very beautiful isn't the bible very amazing it's, it's a very sweet book there are times just reading it alone gives you a different feeling hallelujah amen so uh we started our journey yesterday if you missed it i would i would appreciate that you go i intentionally posted yesterday's session so that those of us that missed it can pick it from there and we can continue i'm not going to post um some of the days most of the days so that it deters those people that can that have the excuse of oh let me sleep uncle ben is going to post so that i will listen to it throughout no that deception yeah we are not going to condone it at all most of the days we are not going to it's not going to be on our platforms so you want you want to just wake up just as the bible is going to teach us in subsequent days that the kingdom of heaven is like a man that found a treasure and then went back sold everything and then came to buy it it means that we must prioritize the the things of the kingdom amen so that is that so we, we found we found we found jesus here very amazing scripture very amazing scripture god bless you man of god uh, we see jesus here and he's giving a sermon we call it the sermon of the sermon on the mount because you know he gave this sermon when he was on a mountain and then he was on a hillside and he was overlooking the Sea of Galilee. That is how, um, that is why we term it the Sermon of the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount, right? And right, right by the introduction, Jesus. So if you, if you, if you have an NIV version, you are going to find out that they've written the Sermon on the, the, sermon on the Mount on chapter five and then chapter three, on it you could also see the the beatitudes some people call it beatitudes uh, no matter how you pronounce it regardless of how you pronounce it it's it's correct amen so we see the beauty the, the beatitudes or the beatitudes and the beatitudes actually represent blessed or joyful or happy all right and if you read the chapters three of the chapter five the verse oh come on the verse 3 of chapter 5, right? Verse 3 to verse 11, 12. You are going to, you are going to find an, a very interesting way Jesus introduces his sermon using a paradox. So a paradox is something that it looks like contradictory. It looks like it's opposite. Jesus introduces this sermon and he's using a paradox. So he, he just say, mourners are going to be comforted those who are who are thirsty will be satisfied those who are who are persecuted they will rejoice it sounds like a paradox but jesus had an intention you know the these beatitudes or the beatitudes regardless of how you say it or no matter how you say it, 
it's it's beneficial to the christian or the those who are in the kingdom or the believer it's not beneficial to someone outside the kingdom so it's an intentional way by jesus and it's a system whereby ancient rabbis used to um introduce their sermon and jesus applies that paradox he goes he picks a negative and adds a positive so how can how can mourners be comforted like mourners those who are mourning and their reward is comfort those who are thirsty and their reward is satisfied those who are persecuted and they rejoice it sounds very contradict contradictory but jesus was introducing something we we are going to understand later as a spiritual law when it comes to the kingdom of god the spiritual laws and the things of the kingdom is so much contradictory to human and or the world the worldly standard of our nature and you must understand that it is a thing in our kingdom it is the king it is a thing in christianity it's something you are you are you and i are supposed to understand amen when we read from verse 17 all right coming downwards after jesus is done with the the beatitudes or the beatitudes so the verse 17 to 37 i want you to shade the chapter the verse 20 jesus says that for i tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the pharisee and the teachers of the law yesterday we explained who a pharisee is and we said the teachers of the law are the people we call scribes let me give let me let me let me explain it let's see pharisees if we we pick ndc or npp as a religious or maybe a belief system there are people who believe that mpp is they love mpp's belief system that people who believe that okay they love ndc's belief system but we have scribes scribes are teachers of the law a scribe can be a pharisee but he's also a teacher of the law that the same way your teacher who is standing in front of you can be an mpp or can be an ndc so don't don't get it confused all right so we know who a scribe is we know who a pharisee is yesterday we explained who a sadducee who an sns is who a zealot is all these are belief systems that we explained and jesus says that our righteousness should surpass that of a pharisee it looks it looks like jesus is making our burdens great but he knows what he's doing there and that's one thing we should pay attention we should pay maximum attention to it what jesus sought to do so you you can see that right after the scripture he goes on to say is that you have heard then he introduces what he's saying so he says that you have heard that you should not murder you have heard that you should not commit adultery you have heard that anyone who divorces his wife you have heard that so he introduces what the law says and what they have heard from the the teachers of the law and that what the pharisees also believe in then he contrasts it with what he says what jesus was saying is no different it is the law but he is speaking even from a place of the spirit of the law and you must understand so jesus contra contrast the law with the spirit of the law and let me explain what the law and then the spirit of the law is you see it's like when your mother is going to work all right 
And your mother says that I could see me me free fear, me free fear. No, my mama pra varanda ni na me banna me huse. In tati ampo da varanda ni so adi mde be ya mono mumpe. Inti ako umu ame ko ya ako si na umu ame ababak. Ababaka ntatia enda varanda neso. But pa nwa ye bubu. Ene. Ene. Ingura bibri. Umami busawa so. Oh. So okono. Ose ntatia mpo. Eni kwanza ntatia mpo eda varanda neso. What do you think? How do you think your mother is going to feel? The reason why your mother gave you the the rule is not for you to come and tell your mother stories. The reason why your mother gave you that rule is to prevent you from soiling the veranda. Your mother gave you a, a law, but the reason behind is a opposite law. No, what they mount and just say, Me can we have a baby? Shana, are you? Is someone getting the picture? So, you see, Jesus was contrasting what the law is and the spirit behind the law. What the Pharisees and then the Sadducees were doing is that when they look at the, the law, the law says you shouldn't do this. Then they can do other things that the law doesn't say. But you see, the reason why the law was given is not, is not to make our, our lives difficult, but it's to make our life easier. So Jesus begins to teach and he begins by using the paradox the laws or the 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 spiritual laws then he moves on to the law itself and he's tackling the law but this time around he's tackling the law with the spirit behind the law so he he goes on by saying that you have heard the law says you shouldn't commit adultery so there are some people that says that okay adultery what does adultery means adultery so only will be here a better okay then i can do other things uh, any adultery but this the, the issue is that it is last at the at the at the very expense so jesus says that okay you are talking about adultery but what i what the law seeks to do is is last are you here with me is someone getting the picture then another person can go the pharisees had a, a way of going uh, going about with easy marriage like easy divorce right so nipano person born a gamma and that then the law says that if you are if you are going to divorce your wife, you can only divorce your wife by giving your wife marriage or divorce certificate. And these people, they were influential people, so they can just make so many copies of divorce certificates. Into a person of boy Jamaya, and no one say who will be your pen and who handing over divorce papers. the one man on anything that I know, but that isn't. That isn't the spirit behind the law. The spirit behind the law that Jesus wants us to know is that it is last that I want to tackle. It is no divorce that I, I want to tackle. So if we are able to walk in the spirit of the law, our righteousness is going to surpass. So that is that is why Jesus said, I didn't come to break the law. But you see, the law was given to you. And now all of you are finding loopholes and you are trying to do your own things. But I want you to focus on the spirit behind the law. So Jesus now focuses and says that, okay, there is, he talks about vow. That there's some, do not vow. You have heard that do not break an oath and do not do this and do not do this. Jesus said, okay, I want you to have a good heart. Nipa or what good heart, no? 
he is not going to break an oath or he's not going to break a vow. Then he moves on. Then he goes by saying, you have heard that an eye for an eye. Then he gives them what he thinks triumph over an eye for an eye, which is mercy. Because if, some, if you are merciful, because, you know, people can use the, the law as a justice system to punish people. Law, no, you know, okay, the law says that Jesus says he comes and introduces another thing. So the law was given. And yesterday I explained, uh, we did the, the summary of the Old Testament to the New Testament. And I explained the journey of the the Jewish, the Jews, or the the, the people of Israel, right from creation, right from Abraham till even when they became um, a nation under the Roman, the last empire before Jesus came. So from all this time, you no know, people needed some things to live right, and that was why the law was given. But as days go on people became masters of the law that they can do their own things and yet when you want to mark them by the written word or by the written law or by the the laws that were written down omun tb so omaki omu 20 over 20 ombecha 20 over 20 nina yet bonia na yesu anase onyanko pompese osizi anase papaya onyanko pompese omotina sasi soka so in in Jesus's quest, Jesus will be like, ah, the law was given so that goodness will abound, but now the law is still there and still there is no goodness. Papa bonina Then what is the essence of it? So it doesn't mean the law was wrong. It is just people who have found ways and means to go about their days and still wickedness abound and still the law exists and still if you want to mark them on paper, that is humans marking them, they get it wrong. Do we understand to, 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 to this point? So that is why Jesus will say that you have heard that do not murder. But I tell you, If you just get angry with your brother, so Jesus is tackling the thing from the very beginning. So if you don't want to get angry, because anger will lead to murder, right? Anger will lead to you become you murdering someone. So Jesus says that I'm tackling the thing from the very beginning. So now, if you don't want to get angry when there is something that comes up, what you do is that you are going to reconcile with your neighbor. So Jesus was introducing the people to the spirit behind the law. And that is why in the verse 20 of Matthew chapter 5, verse 20 of Matthew chapter 5, the Bible says that for unless your righteousness surpasses the Pharisees, because you see the Pharisees can be right, but in their right, no, their heart is wrong. They are right on people, but still now born in and also existed. So Jesus was using this sermon to open us to the new kingdom that he's coming to give or he's coming to he's coming to establish that we are being born into so that our life and our righteousness will not be from us but it will be from him and righteousness will be easier because it's not something written down that do's and don't that when you don't do 
you feel like you are good uh, and when someone does the person feel like he's wrong but he teaches us and he gives us a new heart so that our righteousness will be easy i think commander say hallelujah do we understand to this point so so you you see from the the verse 21 uh, to 26 you talk about murder from verse 27 uh, to um, 30 you talk about adultery you from 31 to um, 32 he talks about divorce then he talks about vows 33 to 37 so there are some people that they they they, they just vow me don't know say say me say me say jesus if you have an honest Heart, okay. Yes, I will be able to say yes now. Okay, okay. No one, everybody knows you are saying no. You don't need to vow, you don't need to call the name of gods, seven gods, eight gods, nine gods. So, Jesus is introducing us to a new system altogether. Then, you see, this new system is what God wanted the people to live by, but they, 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 they the Pharisees and all these people who became custodian and teachers of the law and who became practitioners of the law completely so jesus began teaching on the mountain and these were the things that jesus was saying what stood out for you i want to also know what you think about anything we've said or any 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 verse or any chapter any verse within um, chapter five let's do it quick quick mm -hmm. Grace woman, what are you saying? All right. Grace woman says in from 23 to 24. Uh, I can't read. Okay, are you quoting? All right. This is so if you don't make peace with your neighbor, it means you have broken the strongest commandment of loving God. Hence, your heart is not pure. So you don't have, you don't have a peaceful relationship with God too. Therefore, this and this and this. Okay. Alright, that's what Grace Woman you can read for yourself. I'm trying to read what she sent, but things that will get to some some of the things now. Um, Dickin Benjamin says that Jesus made it clear that obeying God's law means more than just explaining it. Studying God's law and telling others to obey it is much easier than putting it into practice. Alright, that's what Dickin Benjamin is also saying. What do you think? What verse stood out for you? Any verse stood out for you? So, so let me ask a question, right? Jesus says that you have heard that you shouldn't murder, and anyone who murders will, sub, will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with their brother or a sister will be subject to judgment. <laughs> Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, a fool. <laughs> You read these scriptures, and you know, one of the things that I've seen with, um, even in our time and in our dispensation is that some people can quote this scripture. We quote this scripture, and we say that, okay, so the Bible says that for angry, you would, you would be angry as a human being. You must understand what Jesus meant by that. He wanted to eliminate some, some things that some teachers were trying to put across, all right? Very, very key. Uh, Mr. Gulevo says the verse, the verse 20. He says, For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisee and then the teachers of the law, 
you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven that is what we first that is what i first said so here jesus is trying to say that, to introduce us to something right so yesu then jesus began by saying or or saying something very heavy like the verse 20 that our righteousness the people in the kingdom our righteousness should surpass that of the pharisee okay what is the righteousness of the pharisee the righteousness of the pharisee is that the pharisee know that it is written in the law that you should not murder so the pharisee would would try as much as possible not to murder the pharisee knows that oh you should not commit adultery so the pharisee will not commit adultery the pharisee knows that you should not divorce that is the righteousness of the pharisee so the pharisee know that if you are going to divorce you must give your wife a divorce certificate so this pharisee can go about with his with his life and what he's going to do is that he will give people marriage divorce certificates plenty at the end of the day the person is lasting and he's going about his duty but in the face value of the law if you are marking it scripture to scripture because the law says that Obey me, obey me, or man or marriage certificate. But Nakuma So Jesus wants to give us the spirit behind the law. He wants us to be to, to be new type of people. different. In that case, you are not just looking at murder, but your heart is so right that when your brother does something against you, instead of being the thing escalating to a place where you murder the person you reconcile with the person easily instead of going about and not committing adultery you don't even last because there are some people who say that okay committing adultery means that but i can do other things is not right but the law says don't commit adultery and he has not on in on the face value he has not committed adultery so Jesus is trying to say that if we if the heart in us is changed, our righteousness is going to surpass that of the Pharisee. We will not even reach the, 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 the level of murdering to know that where we are going is wrong. You will not reach the level of committing adultery to know that what you are doing is wrong. We will not even we will not even want to swear and swear and swear when we don't even have an honest heart. To know so there are some people that they can swear and they, they will be like oh that is my righteousness oh i was able to swear to come to this business conclusion with this person i am a, I'm a, I'm a pharisee who obeys the law but we know that there are certain things you were not honest about it but as you are swearing you are committing an oath you are vowing on it but there are other issues you were dishonest about that one what about that one so if you go about that way even though on the face value you are right but jesus is trying to say that no that is not the righteousness that i seek the righteousness that i seek is not the righteousness of, of the pharisee with with you going about marking yourself on paper but in your heart you are doing worse things and yet you cannot be convicted man cannot convict you of wrong because when man comes you can be able to pull receipt and tell man that oh i didn't do this i didn't do that i didn't do this do we get it do we get it at this point to this point all right that's cool so uncle Atu says it's like saying when someone is pregnant 
she'll be punished. So to avoid being punished, she can do anything to prevent pregnancy. Exactly. Exactly. So so when someone is pregnant, as long as any show but you see, the person can go about committing abortions like 300 million. Nobody sees them. No, it's not visible. It's not visible. So someone who goes about committing 3,000 abortions and is not pregnant says that I am righteous than someone who commit who is pregnant only maybe by once, right? So so this in that face value, you know, the Pharisees go about priding themselves that they are right. But you know, deep down they were worse people, and deep down they were they were they were they were they were gone. So Jesus was trying to introduce us to a new system. And that is why he was making these teachings. And that was the reason why he began with the Beatitudes or the Beatitudes. He began with the paradox whereby he he contrasts or he, con he, he kind of um, mourners being comforted, the testy being satisfied or being um, given water and then the, the persecuted rejoicing. All right. So that is also what we should understand about Matthew chapter 5. All right, let's quickly do Matthew chapter 6. Uh, intentum, 6. The next person should do Matthew chapter 6 for me. Matthew chapter 6. I read. Take heed that you do, you do not your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when you do your arms, do not sound a trumpet before before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have the glory of men verily i say unto you they have their reward but when thou doest arms let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth that thine arms may be in secret and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly and when thou prayest Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you have shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, Use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. After this manner pray, therefore, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. 
But you, when you fast, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves break through the steel, and steel. 20. But lay up yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust nor corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there your hearts will also be. The light, the light of the body is the eye. If thine eyes is single, the whole body shall be full of light. But if your eye be evil, the whole body is full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, for what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, for what ye shall put on. Is not life more than meat, or the body more than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thoughts for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or whether sh or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the, do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thoughts for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen. Amen. Powerful, powerful, powerful scriptures. Hallelujah. That's that's powerful. So we hallelujah. Someone here with me. Amen. So we've done chapter five. We now understand what Jesus means by saying that our righteousness should surpass that of the pharisee so it means that i it means that what jesus is trying to tell you and i that the heart in within us is more precious than what we are doing outside we are not just doing some things to to be marked correct or wrong by writing rules or laws but intent matters 
All right. Then he proceeds in chapter seven. So when we read from chapter chapter six, sorry, chapter six, verse one to the verse thirty-four, Jesus is teaching about. He talked about giving to the needy, right? So let's even do chapter one, verse um, chapter six, verse one to four. He talks about giving to the needy. Then the main thing Jesus wants you and I to pick from there is that our our goodness. When we are practicing goodness, we should practice our goodness towards god and not to please men that is what jesus wants you and i to understand that is the whole thing then we move on from the verse 5 to the verse 18 so he teaches about prayer and he's talking about so many things that we shouldn't be like the pagans when you say a pagan who is a pagan a pagan is a police polit politist a, a pagan is um, the last time when I was teaching about um, the summary of the Old Testament. I talked about the Greeks, the Romans, the people that these Jews met on the way. The Assyrians, they were people that had so many other gods, right? And they had their forms of prayer. And Jesus uses prayer, and he compares our prayer to that of the. I have heard men of God. And even some people, even quoting this scripture to shame people who speak in tongues. He's not talking about tongue speaking here at all. So he said, that, okay, you are making repetition. Please, that's not what Jesus is saying. Don't let Obi guilt trip you with the tongues you are speaking. No. What Jesus wants to communicate here is that prayer is meant to, to be a communication to God, not to impress. That is the bottom line. The bottom line for, for verse 6, the chapter chapter five, chapter 6, I'm getting my chapters and my verses wrong, correct? Forgive me, okay? The bottom line for chapter 6, from the verse 5 to 18, when Jesus was teaching about prayer and fasting, is that when you are praying, prayer is to communicate to God, not to impress. To thing. And I say, young fan, I say, it will be your room prayer. Say, yeah, I've even heard people even quote this scripture. I'm saying, eh, eh, yes, you can say, empire the amount of bonte, empire be I am money them. And I could not want to say, crusade now. So for say, I'm one pie and farmer nation Ghana. No, 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 mean free a center line. Oh, no, no, mean dreamy come for come, come, like a dancing. And better than moon, some cobon pie and sentient interest. My four failure script me, me, we, we are many for a sea. Why not difference being a womb? Many for a sea, and I a pet for this. I something I told me, but I may not be proved. Say, oh, there may part in Yansa be any. The yes, you person or trying to say, say, a bomb pie and pie, and we are praying to impress. We are not praying to impress God, we are praying to communicate to God. It's as simple as that. Our prayer should be. To communicate with God. So if you are standing at Angonaga Junction, if you are standing at Koforu Duya Center Square, if you are standing at a place and you you are praying and your whole idea is to communicate with God without you trying to impress, without you trying to be to do like why you won't be no 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 without impress, then you are praying. As simple as that. And listen to me, child of God. You know, Jesus was teaching um, the people about even prayer and then uh, all that, right? 
and it's it's very very fascinating that some people too wants to go and then they'll be praying the lord's prayer our father it's just, it was just a model prayer it's, it was just a model prayer don't also go about every day when you pray our father who art in heaven who's around our hello it be guy name and on the end of prayer that is recitation that you are doing how why are you praying the same prayer the lord has heard a million times like there isn't any need there isn't any need you have specific things you want to communicate to god there are specific things you want to say to god between you and your god communicate it that is what prayer the essence of prayer is communication that is what jesus was teaching here amen then you come to the um the third part of that chapter the verse 19 to 34 right and jesus is trying to say that trust in the provision of god one day at a time that's all jesus was teaching that the gentiles were so focused on so many things but for us he wants us to trust in his provision one day at a time that was what Jesus was teaching in Matthew chapter 6. Any question, any contribution is welcome. So if we never but when you pray, go into your room, close the door. Now, when you roommate, you better to prune him. When your admissions now, Oko school, who UDS, who room C3, room C3, Nipa 8 in the There are eight people in room C3, and Jesus says that when you are praying, close your door. So now, no, you can't close the door, so you won't pray, meaning that you'll be there 24 7. So, who your student, who your medical student, who be the eight years who school more, eight years in your no my message in a room C3. And I used to say when you are praying, close their door. Into no unclose the door. Into next one month. I walk out. I try get in now. Door ni hunt. Over that to turn him to. How will you pray? So understand the reason why Jesus said what he was saying. Jesus says that he was just making a comparison. That when you are praying, prayer should be a communication. You are praying to communicate to God. The Bible says the one who speaks to in tongues doesn't speak to men he speaks to god the bible said even himself he doesn't understand it how be it he speaks mysteries unto god is a prayer language so when i'm praying and i'm saying Rabba Baba, people think that tongues is interpretation so when i say koloboshe 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 saying god help me God help me, God help me. So when they say Koloboshi five times, they think that they are saying God help me five times. That is not what prayer is. That is not what tongue speaking is. Sorry. Tongue speaking is not, in, you are not interpreting. You see, someone can say Kolosha, 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 Kolosha for 15 minutes, right? And the Kolosha doesn't mean he prayed one prayer for 15 minutes. No. You don't know the mysteries he has spoken between himself. He has prayed for someone in Afghanistan, prayed for someone in Iraq, prayed for his mother in the village, prayed for his education, prayed for his finances, prayed for his relationship, prayed for his wife. Prayed. He has prayed billion prayer just by Kolosha, Kolosha. So don't just, don't go and say Kolosha, Kolosha. Eh, oh, me, dear, so for my uncle, my tongue is always Kolosha, Kolosha. I read the Bible. The Bible says that when we are babbling like the pagans, it's, it seems as if, yeah, uncle, am I a pagan? 
you are a pagan, sister. You are a gent. You are a gentile. You have come to know Christ. How can you be a pagan? Eh? You are not a Greek. You are not a Jew. You are not in biblical days. So why are you using pagan for yourself? I don't stress, child of God. Don't stress. Hallelujah. Any question, contribution? If there's no question, the next person should read chapter 7 for us. Okay? Thank you. Are we are we learning something? Are we learning? Are we learning? Are we are we learning? All right, that's great. Okay, let's go. Matthew chapter seven. Mm-hmm. I do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why? Hello. Uh, uh, can someone help her? I don't know. She has going to use her voice to do kolosha, kolosha. By now, somebody's somebody's <laughs> preaching against you somewhere that you are babbling like a pagan. So please, someone should help her for me. I mean, yes, those on the line, you can. Don't no worry. Those on the line, one of them can do. Mister Agula, but please take it again if you are not. If oh um. Excellent have left the line. I would have let her do that one too. Obimbuano, those on the line, someone can do that for her. All right. Chapter 7. Matthew chapter 5, 8. Yeah, chapter 7. Be careful about criticizing others. Don't judge others, and God will not judge you. If you judge others, you will be judged the same way you judge them. God will treat you the same way you treat others. Why do you notice the small piece of dust that is in your friend's eye, but you don't notice the big piece of wood that is in your own? Why do you say to your friend, let me take that piece of dust out of your eye? Look at yourself first. You still have that big piece of wood in your own eye. You are a hypocrite. First, take the wood out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the dust out of your friend's eye. Don't give something that is holy to dogs. They will only turn and hurt you. And don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will only step on them. Continue to ask and God will give you. Continue to search and you will find. Continue to knock and the door will be opened for you. Yes, whoever continues to ask will receive. Whoever continues to look will find. And whoever continues to knock will have the door open for them. Do any of you have a son? If he asks for bread, will you give him a rock? Or if he asks for fish, will you give him a snake? Of course not. You are you people are so bad. But you still know how to give good things to your children. So surely your heavenly father will give good things to those who ask him. Do for others what you would want them to do for you. This is the meaning of the law of Moses, of Moses and the teaching of the prophets. You can enter true life only through the narrow gate. The gate to hell is very wide, and there is plenty of room on the road that leads there. Many people go that way, but the gate that opens the way to true life is narrow, and the road that leads there is hard to follow. Only few people find it. Be careful of false prophets. They come to you and look gentle like sheep, 
but they are really dangerous like wolves. You will know these people because of what they do. Good things don't come from people who are bad, just as grapes don't come from thorn bushes and figs don't come from thorny weeds. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit and bad trees produce bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. You will know these people by what they do. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter God's kingdom. The people who will enter are those who do what my Father in heaven wants. And on, the, on that last day, many will call me Lord. They will say, Lord, Lord, by the power of your name we spoke for God, and by your name we forced out demons and did many miracles. Then I will tell those people clearly, Get away from me, you people who do wrong. I never knew you. Whoever hears these teachings of mine and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. It rained hard, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, but it did not fall because it was built on a rock. Whoever hears these teachings of mine and does not obey them is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. It rained hard. The floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a loud crash. When Jesus finished speaking, the people were amazed at his teaching. He did not teach like the teachers of the law. He taught like someone who has authority. Amen. Amen. Which version are you using? The version is very interesting. The version, no? Version, your, your version can even use so so is it tardy 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 tbv tardy biblical version <laughs> wonderful new tardy balanciaga version or balance version ntbv <laughs> wonderful you have so many versions so <laughs> i say go and get most of us should get NIV version. Don't see when we were young, there were some things they circulate around. Um, don't buy NIV version is from the devil and all those. Have you heard those things before? When we were young, we used to see those things. We're like, hey, it's true. They have removed this from the Bible. Okay. So NIV people, they are bad. Eh? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. All those things they are not true. You know, you must know the reason why he does that. When he when NIV takes it from there, he writes it downward for us so that you can read it. It means that originally, when they checked it with the original version, it wasn't part of it. So they don't want to add it and that God did not say it. So instead of that, they write it down so that they, it means they are being most the most honest versions you are going to you, you'd ever see. All right. Uh-huh. So, so that is it. That is. Don't become confused whenever you read by you read it and then you go and see all those things. Uh-huh. Chapter seven, very powerful chapter. So we are coming from a place we know that Jesus is teaching, and here in chapter seven he begins to teach. And chapter in chapter in chapter five we saw that he was teaching about 
he talks about the beat the beatitudes or the beat tunes then he talks he talks about the law then in chapter 6 he talked about relationship with god and he talked about relationship with god is through giving so our giving is an upward relationship when we are giving even though we are giving to man our main motive is to is to god and not to impress men and prayer and fasting is also to communicate with god in prayer our, our fasting is to communicate with god when we are praying and all that and we we are now on chapter seven and chapter seven is our relationship with others our relationship with others so when we read from the chapter seven the verse one to the verse 12 you will see that he just talks about relationship with others and then he summarized them in the verse 12 which if you are you, you went to assemblies of god church they will teach you what we call the golden rule do unto others things you know uh-huh, uh-huh. if I'm, I'm sure most churches they they add that one too so right so he says that so in everything do unto others things you want them to do to you that is our relationship with men then he moved on from the verse 13 to verse 29 very doctrinal very very doctrinal from the verse 13 to 29 what jesus is trying to also teach here is the way of life the way to having life in the kingdom or having eternal life then he says that that way is very narrow here jesus was putting down a foundation because you see the the way to the kingdom is so narrow that number one it is only through one person it's not through many prophets it's not through many apostles it's not through many good people it's not through any king it's not through any it is through one person that that is why he says it's a narrow gate one person and it's also only through one act is an act of faith is an act of faith that is why the way is narrow and then after jesus's crucifixion jesus is going to explain this to them so when he talks about the narrow gate and then the wide gate what jesus is trying to do is that take the narrow gate the narrow gate is through is through one person it is only through one gate that you get to the kingdom which is myself and it's also only through faith that you walk through that gate to the kingdom so that is what jesus was teaching basically from the verse 13 to 29 that is the summary of the verse 13 to 29 he was just teaching the way to life for us to have eternal life it is through a gate and then he he also um adds some some other touches he uses the wise and then the foolish builder jesus is a very interesting teacher like he's very brilliant the way he teaches is is amazing no wonder people were testifying in verse 28 that when he was done the crowds were amazed by his teaching because you see all the other teachers the scribes when they come what they are going to say is that uh-huh and now see other yeshia i'm just acting no it's, i'm not saying that it's what they do i'm just acting we like and now see other yeshia i'm saying ah yeshia be um namia samu katra yense namia samu katra yense that is how they were teaching they were just looking at the law and in just saying the thing and making people 
people's life more complex so the law that was given for people to live peaceful with their others and and you see you see that in chapter 7 the the main the main focus in chapter 7 is relationship with god and relationship with with others is the cross jesus introduced the cross to them and the cross is hidden in matthew chapter 7 the cross the cross the 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 vertical one is our relationship with god and then the horizontal one is our relationship with others so he just uses these things and he begins to teach and then people were amazed he wasn't as boring as the scribes and as the pharisees and as the others hallelujah he he was just teaching the way to life he was just teaching and he was using analogies and then uh, tomorrow you'll go into when he starts teaching about the parables interesting way jesus teaches amen any contribution 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 in chapter seven jesus is a very powerful teacher very very powerful teacher okay 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 um let's do chapter eight chapter eight Quick, quick, quick. The one reading chapter eight. I'm ready for us. Okay. Chapter eight. Let's let's know your version. What version are you using actually? Please, it's easy to read version. ESV. ESR. Yeah, yes, ESV. To read. To read version. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Chapter 8. Jesus came down from the hill, and a large crowd followed him. Then a man sick with leprosy came to him. The man bowed down before Jesus and said, Lord, you have the power to heal me if you want. Jesus touched the man. He said, I want to heal you. Be healed. Immediately the man was healed from his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, Don't tell anyone about what happened, but go and let the priest look at you and offer the gift that Moses commanded for people who are made well. This will show everyone that you are healed. Jesus went to the city of Capernaum. When he entered the city, an army officer came to him and begged for help. The officer said, Lord, my servant is sick at home in bed. He can't move his body and has much pain. Jesus said to the officer, I will go and heal him. The officer answered, Lord, I am not good enough for you to come into my house. You need only to give the order and my servant will be healed. I know this because I understand authority. There are people who have authority over me and I have soldiers under my authority. I tell one soldier, go, and he goes. I tell another soldier, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and my servant obeys me. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. He said to those who were with him, the truth is, this man has more faith than anyone I have found, even in Israel. Many people will come from the east and from the west. These people will sit and eat with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in God's kingdom. And those who should have the kingdom will be thrown out. They will be thrown out into the darkness, where people will cry and grind their teeth with pain. Then Jesus said to the officer, Go home. 
your servant will be healed the way you believed he would. Right then his servant was healed. Jesus went to Peter's house. He saw that Peter's mother-in-law was in bed with high fever. He touched her and the fever left. Then she stood up and began to serve him. That evening, people brought to Jesus many people who had demons inside them. He spoke and the demons left the people. He healed all those who were sick. So Jesus made clear the full meaning of what Isaiah the prophet said. He took away our diseases and carried away our sicknesses. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he told his followers to go to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you any place you go. Jesus said to him, The foxes have holes to live in, the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to rest. Another of Jesus' followers said to him, Lord, I will follow you too, but let me go and bury my father first. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and let those who are dead bury their own dead. Jesus got into a boat and his followers went with him. After the boat left the shore, a very bad storm began on the lake. The waves covered the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The followers went to him and woke him up. They said, Lord, save us, we will drown. Jesus answered, Why are you afraid? You don't have enough faith. Then he stood up and gave a command to the wind and the water. The wind stopped and the lake became very calm. The men were amazed. They said, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the water obey him. Jesus arrived at the other side of the lake in the country of the gathering people. There two men who had demons inside them came to him. They lived in the burial caves and were so dangerous that no one could use the road by those caves. They came to Jesus and shouted, What do you want with us, son of God? Did you come here to punish us before the right time? Near that place there was a large herd of pigs feeding. The demons begged Jesus, If you make us leave this man, please send us into that herd of pigs. Jesus said to him, Go. So the demons left the men and went into the pigs. Then the whole herd of pigs ran, ran down the hill into the lake, and all were drowned. The men who had the work of caring for the pigs ran away. They went into town and told the people everything that had happened, especially about the men who had the demons. The whole town went out to see Jesus. When the people saw him, they begged him to leave their area. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, man of God, for making a easy version. Hallelujah. For us. That's chapter 8. You know, chapter 8 is, to me, it's the easiest among the chapters we've done today because it was just recording the, the group miracles of jesus right so he was just um matthew the the publican the last time we we, we, we know who the publican we did who the publican so he's writing about a disciple of jesus he's writing about jesus's miracles the ones that he was he's doing right and jesus does so many miracles he heals leprosy he heals the centurion slaves 
then he goes, heals Peter, Peter's mother-in-law. Very powerful. One, one interesting thing about Jesus is that when he does a miracle, he says, okay, don't go and tell anybody. We, we call that the messianic um, revelation, whereby he, he is revealing himself at the same time, but he is concealing things too. Hallelujah. And Jesus understood what timing is. He understood what timing is. He, he knew that it wasn't, it wasn't yet time for him to publicize the miracle. You know, um, there was an appropriate time for him to reveal himself fully. And we should understand, we can take a principle from there. And in our, in our time, in, a, in the things we do, we should know when to reveal and when to hide. Right? Jesus also didn't really um, love the sensationalism around all those things. And the reason why Matthew is recording these miracles is because, you know, it, it also adds up to the prophecies about the Messiah. And one of the things that when you read the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah um, foretell, right, was that the Messiah, when the Messiah comes, he's going to also heal the sick. And he demonstrated all those things within the scripture. Another thing that is very key that I want to highlight in Matthew chapter 8 is the verse 18 to 20. You see how Jesus responds to, you know, I don't know, but the way Jesus Jesus is, if Jesus was in our time and Jesus is preaching, Jesus overpens him like <laughs> a publican comes to you, I'm a teacher, I'm a like a, a scribe comes to you, like I'm a teacher of the law, then uh, he comes and then he asks you like a simple question. That okay, uh, I want to follow you. Then you just you just go you just go like horses have dens and bears have nets, but the son of man don't have any place to lay. Said like, Jesus, <laughs> relax. I just came to you to just to just say that okay, I want to just follow you. Just just be patient with me. But you see, what Jesus was the principle Jesus is teaching here is that it costs to follow him, right? It 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 costs, and you know. You must understand, and we must understand that in the kingdom of God, even though you and I are believers, we live in this world. But you see, it is going to be difficult being part of this world. Trust me. So when we like the, the lifestyle you are trying to seek, you want to have the same lifestyle as an unbeliever. It's like it looks as if you don't know the scriptures. Because you see, the scripture says that yes. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. So there's going to be difficulties in living in this world. So don't seek the same kind of lifestyle that everyone is seeking. It's not possible. It's not possible. So it's going to be difficult being part of this world. And that was the response that he gave to the scribes. When you go to the verse 21 to verse 22, he was also giving a response to a disciple. Then the disciple says that, okay, I want to come and I want to go and bury my father. And Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. What is there? Why, why Jesus giving such an answer? The only reason Jesus is or the nuggets or what Jesus wants to want you and I to understand is that nothing should hold us back from following him. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing should hold us back from following him. Your, your, it's, um, as you are going to school, your school should not hold you back from following Christ. Your 
your father should not hold you from following Christ. You are you came to church and you have you had a struggle with the dickness should not hold you back from following Christ. So if if you are in church and someone does something to you and because of that you say you've left church, you, you don't follow God again, it means you are not a real disciple. Because a real disciple knows this principle. And when it comes to following Christ, nothing. That is why he used the father as someone, like a father is someone so key in a person's life. And a dead person, like it's it, is a, is a very sacred thing. But he used it to mean to you and I, for us to know that when it comes to following Christ, nothing should hold us back from following him. The rest, they were just um, stories about Jesus leaving the sick and doing all other miracles. One thing that uh, stood out also for me is how the demons were, were, were pleading with Jesus. In the verse 20, Right. The Bible says demons, they knew that Jesus had come and then they prayed to God. And God and Jesus listened. Jesus was answering the prayers of demons. And you were child of God, go and pray, I'll say hey, uh, God will not listen. Eh? Demons in prayer, they are more request. Yeah, yeah, Jesus is granting their request to them. And you don't you don't want you don't want what contribution can you can you add to this? What contribution? What contribution? Hallelujah. Or I'm not. Am I on mute or I'm not? All right. So that is that is Matthew chapter. I'm not on mute and you can hear me. Just that like you don't have contribution. Hey. Uh, next time I will, I will. I wish this is a physical meeting. Then I'll call some people by force. I say, Master, please be on your feet. What is your contribution towards towards this? All right. Also, if you have any question, you can ask. So today we've, we've gone through powerful, powerful scriptures. We we tackled um, the verse, the chapters five, six, seven, and eight, and we saw in chapters in the chapter five that is the sermon on the mount. We saw that Jesus was teaching about um, the the beatitudes, and we said that Jesus was using the paradox. Okay, excellent is giving um, says that I think it's interesting how sometimes we ask we can ask. A miracle to live just like the people did very very profound when you look at the the, the verse 34 of chapter 8 the bible says that then the whole town went out to meet jesus and when they saw him they pleaded with him to leave their region he the savior of the world have come to your destination but because of lack of revelation you are sucking the savior of the world away wow the savior of the world has come to your original, your location. Someone who is bringing salvation, he's bringing peace between you and God and you and man. And you are sucking him away because you lack revelation. How many times have we sucked 
the very things that God is sending to come and bless our life away because of our lack of revelation. Like how many, how many times have we asked ourselves these questions? That how many times have I sacked the people? That sometimes but the and God is not a waster. God doesn't waste things. So when he brings you something and you misuse it, I'm not sure he's going to bring you another thing for you to misuse it again. Except, of course, you repent. And you change and you amend your ways. Then he knows that, okay, now you are, you are befitting of giving you another opportunity that you are not going to waste. I pray in Jesus' name for you that you receive revelations in everything that you do, that you don't suck away things that God is bringing into your life to be a blessing to you. Amen and amen. All right. God bless you. So today we've done the, the, the Beatitudes. We talked about how Jesus used the paradox to introduce his sermon where he talks about mourners being comforted, testy being satisfied, persecuted being rejoicing. And we talked about the law and we talked about the key component that Jesus was trying to tell the people that we should pay more attention to the spirit of the law. The spirit of the law means that um, we should focus more on, rather than focus on adultery, the, the issue is dealing with the lustful heart. The, rather than also focusing on early divorce, the issue is dealing with purity. Rather than focusing um, an honest heart over a vow, mercy over justice, love over nationalism. Because you see, the people, the, 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 the Pharisees and then the, the scribes and all the people, they were teaching about nationalism, whereby they would quote scripture and don't marry other from other nations. And Jesus knew and God knew the reason why he gave them such a law. He, did, he didn't want them to marry because he didn't want them to dilute what he was doing. But he wasn't trying to say that they should live hostile with every person around them and be enemies and treat strangers badly. No, the people took the law and ran their own agenda. And he wasn't teaching about nationalism like that. He was just teaching love and acceptance and being kind to strangers and neighbors. And as we proceed, all these things are, are going to be very visible within the next passage of scriptures we moved on to chapter 6 and then we talked about um, how we should practice our goodness towards god and not to please men it means that in our age sometimes i said and i'm like ish because in our age everything is on social media oh it's going to be very critical the way we, we give and all those things like sometimes it's like that some people that in church, eh, they have never given offering to their pastor. Except, of course, anytime the, the pastor stood at the pulpit and asked for, for a seed. It means you should go today and rectify, check your heart again. Perhaps your giving is tied to impressing men and not... That is why there are days people, some people can go to some can go to church and they have not even planned. Eh? They'll go and give 
Things then they come back home, then they are regretting. Yeah, and they pile up my mind. You said coffee come at two, but so afraid the ferry empty, ferry empty, ferry empty. Maybe offering a cotton is a serious thing, all right. All right, um, excellencies, uncle. So, the social media organization that that showed their givings is it bad? So, if you are an organization like uh, uh, an organization like Coca-Cola and all those things, it is business they are doing. All the things you see Coca-Cola doing is not because they love their people. It's business. It's it's business and all those things. What if a Christian is also into an organization and he decides it's business? God have no God have no problem with you doing advertisement. It means that the business you are doing, people will see that okay, you are good, and then they will come and then they will, they will purchase your product and you get money. You are you are being wise, you are being prudent. But when it comes to spiritual blessings, it is don't it is a business you are doing, it has nothing to do with spiritual blessings. When it comes to giving as a believer in the kingdom, when, when we are doing kingdom giving, we we do kingdom giving as a way of practicing our goodness towards god and not to please men so the moment pleasing men comes into consideration we've we've, we've missed it so anytime we are giving is supposed to we are supposed to give to practice our goodness towards god and not men anytime it comes into consideration we are trying we do that so that people will know that we are good oh let's post that so that people will know that oh our church too we are doing this thing oh let's do the moment we try to do that it becomes an error but i know that some people who are also doing like online ministry and all that that sometimes your the people who give and all that you want them to also know uh-huh. that is why you see when you begin to run churches this, that way you are running churches based on pleasing people so that is why you are supposed to teach your church people and your church people should know that okay when they are giving they are giving to god so that when the money comes it's not like they are waiting for you to also come and do so that okay and i'm sorry you see some people can stay in church i've been into church and some people can be in church be like i mean pastor, it's not like we don't like giving eh? you see the last time you came we have given like i was an invited guest and i went to this church i ministered and when i was ministering the lord spoke to me like there was a prophecy to the whole church the lord said that they should become givers and then the pastor was saying pastor thank you for coming see this when you came to this church today they have given a lot of seed and your prophecy that came to the church, it looks as if I've spoken to, but I've not spoken to you. But the people they don't even they don't even give and all that. So when I was done, the pastor left. And like an elder who came to meet me when we were going to um, the church, the, the elder was like, Pastor, sorry, man. This can happen. And all those things. When the moment these things begins to become a major reason why when we are doing things, it's like everybody should know, then it becomes a core factor. Then we should check our heart well. We should check our heart well. I'm not saying we shouldn't do good. We should do good. Definitely they will see. When the day you bought carpet and you place it on the pulpit, I mean, when they see, they sense new carpet has been purchased. I mean, you can tell them, you can even come and you can give it to your deacon and then they can declare to the church. Like, hello, church. Uh, so today we gave this. That's accountability. That's church and all those things. But we are trying to, what we are talking about here, kingdom giving is when I pick money 
And when I pick money, I've given it to, let me say, uh, any person. Okay, the last person commented, Grace Woman. Then the reason why I am giving is to go and impress somebody or impress the one who is receiving the gift or another person who is looking or people who are around who are looking. The moment that becomes the motive, we have missed the mark. All right. So, Excellency, okay, no, no, Uncle, please. Some, some, okay, it isn't a business, but a charity group. Okay, charity groups can also do those things. They can do those things, but it shouldn't be the focus of you displaying it for everyone to see what you are doing. A charity group, definitely accountability must come because people are giving to you. And sometimes the people are giving to, it's not all of them who are Christians. Some are Muslims, some are atheists, some are those things. So accountability should come. As long as you're a charity organization, you're helping people. But when it comes to fully kingdom, where everything is in the kingdom of God, kingdom business, when everything is run on kingdom principles, kingdom things, it is extremely careful. We should be extremely careful with how we display it to people. We display it to people. All right? Yes, sir. And they will be to me. See, I'm going to be a person. 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 I'm going to be a no, oh, I said, ah, what are we doing? I saw them no, no, I found Just what you know, oh, be to no, be out yes, way, yes, no, oh, you know, oh, two guni panels, so all kind of one. Hey, no, oh, two guni panels, it's a very wrong thing, hallelujah. We should check that, amen. And then we talked about that we should trust in the provision of god one day at a time jesus was trying to teach us that when it comes to the kingdom of god we the people in the kingdom of god our provision is from him one day at a time that scripture speaks to me a lot it speaks to me because i am a i am a i am a defaulter when it comes to that i am the one person always thinking about the future thinking about decisions i'm making today next year or next two years like i am that kind of person so that scripture breaks me a lot and it speaks to me a lot that i shouldn't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to worry up is going to worry about itself as long as you are in the kingdom and god is going to provide so if you are like me who you are we are airing in this area um uh, Matthew chapter 6, the verse 19 to 34 is our scripture for the week. Go back, read it, let it minister to you that one day at a time, God will provide for you. But say, Uncle, this giving an accountability thing, I know that it, didn't, it doesn't sit well with us. I know it doesn't sit well with us, trust me. Uh, but the scripture is the scripture. God said that our giving is not to impress. Nope. So... As a teacher of God's word, that is exactly as we should teach. Our giving should be that we are practicing goodness towards God and not to please men. If it's accountability and accountability, you have no ulterior motive of impressing men, then it's fine. 
But if it's to account, I've seen men of God stand on their pulpit and then they declare the kinds of, they declare to the whole congregation what they have, they have helped this church, they have helped this person, they also give to this pastor. Fine. If it's all about accountability, good. But let us be honest with ourselves. If that becomes like something that we look out for for a very long time, I am not sure a time is going to come that it is going to be only accountability without an iota of we trying to prove that we are the good people, we are the best people, we are the givers, we are the church with money, we are the church with swag. It's it, the a level of trying to impress people would begin to come in. Let's be truthful to ourselves. But if you can do it straight out of it with the sole purpose of accountability, fine. That one, I'm not God to know your heart. So I'm not saying that when I see people do it, that I judge them. Nope, I don't judge them because I don't know their reason. I don't know their intent. Perhaps they are giving in the sole mindset of accountability. It's between themselves and God. But what I want to teach you and I today is that you and myself, wow, you didn't hear with me. You should do that based on we practicing our goodness towards him and not to impress God. And that is for you and myself. Then we move on to chapter 7, our relationship with others. You should do to others the same way we want them to do to us. Then we move to the verse 8. talked about Jesus' miracles and the cost of following Christ, and the dead buried the dead, meaning that nothing should hold us back from following Christ. All right, Mr. Agulevo says that, where do we draw the line? Because I've seen people that say that if the church is not thoroughly accountable to them, they will not give. It's true. It's true. But you see, the people are not God. And that sometimes you need to teach the people the good thing, that when you give, that is why you see, there came a time whereby believers begin to give to God as if, Lord, I've given you one CD. Give me 10 CDs. Like, believers pray such prayers, which is very, very some way. Uh, and sometimes you say that, okay, if our faith says this and this and this, then it should say that and that and that. Maybe you've not been disappointed before. Um, so, we should begin to teach the people. Uh, you should begin to teach the people. The position of the heart matters. Is it to God or is it to man? If it's to man, then we've missed the mark. Exactly. So if it's to man, we've missed the mark. And trust me, but haven't you given to people who are not appreciative before? Like, there are some people you give to them, you don't even say thank you. There are some people you give to them, you are like, okay. There are some people you give to them and, and, and they, they are not appreciative. If you stop, it is a sign that you are giving to impress God. You are, you are giving to impress man. So check your heart. So I'm trying to tell someone here 
or someone here that una na uto nsuo mo bi una na okoya adoe bi mo bi una na ko pra sorry o sofo anka me da se ankyere o e na ba ko bi ko pra ye e na sofo nbe jina pulpit no ka se eh wonu aba yo we de bi ona be pra ha into one country on the way it means that with the goodness you were doing you were practicing it even to impress your pastor because your pastor is also a man and praises but if you are giving to god say ambo abaso kra yan can't just say eh abayo ya de eh de bia na wo pepa sorry eh de bia na pepa floor de bia na yesa ya wo be koswa ye regardless of the praises that come or not you continue to do it because to you you understand the scriptures that goodness is a practice towards god not a practice towards men if your goodness is a practice towards god the people can do and do and do and do but your heart will continually be right and you will continually do the right thing and i think it's a lesson that we can learn as people of god as we go about our duties mm-hmm, as we go about our duties we must seek to practice goodness towards god and not towards men so let's check our heart hallelujah any question if there is no question we can end here we want to lift up our voice but i'm trying to take a question if your question comes i'll try and answer we are praying that lord let your light lead me throughout this year let your life lead me. 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 Madabaku bababa. Throughout the whole year. Shaba ikosha. Mandelega dibiosha. Brenda kadi. Brembolo kodobo. Shambrenda staba. Leiba sumbere kadiya. Lord, as I lift up my voice, your lights will lead me throughout this year. Ibadabababababa. In my going out, in my coming in, in my dealing with people, people greater than myself, people that are subordinate, people that are my mates, your light, Lord, your light, Lord, your light, Lord. Let the light of God lead me throughout this year and all the days of my life. The rest of my life, your light will lead me. Wrong decisions is not my portion. Because the light of God make me see my roads clear. Make me make the right decisions. Oh, the light of God will show me where my goodness is. Where my profit is. Where my elevation is. Where my expansion is. Where my increase is. Because the Bible said in His light, we see light. Because in God's bigger light, we will see the light that we deserve here on the earth. As you lift up your voice and you pray, you are telling God to position you in the right places. It's a prophetic prayer. Lift up your voice and pray. Lord, if there is someone here under the sound of my voice, under the influence of my voice, if the person is troubled, may you heal the person. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. If the person is going through broken hearts, if the person is going through broken dreams, if the person is going through sleepless nights, if the person is going through desperation, anxiety, depression, I pray in the name of Jesus. Oh my God and my Father, may you lift it out in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. 
may you lighten the heart of the person and the burdens of the person your word said that we should come to you all that we all we that we labor and we we are heavy laden the bible said you give us rest in the mighty name of our lord jesus under your feet and under the feet of jesus we seek rest today we seek rest today thank you holy father in the mighty name of our lord jesus in the mighty name of our lord jesus and all the saints will say amen amen may the lord god bless you i declare the goodness of god over your day i declare the greatness of god over your affairs in the name of our lord jesus the other ones have a here in the name of our Lord Jesus, God will make your life full of His profit. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, Lebatiko Shaba, Rembrandoskepe, Velebaskopa, Legadiniaskapa. You are blessed. You are highly favored. You are blessed. You are highly favored. Go in the might of God and go in the power of God. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. May God bless you. May God keep you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed time. I believe that someone is learning something. I believe that someone has a new notepad. Someone has a new Bible. Someone is learning. And I want you to bring your friends on board, your family on board. Tell them that each we are learning the whole of uh, the whole books in the new testament within 52 days it is easy do you know that it is so easy the person will be so grateful to you say hey i had a friend b she was called mariama she was called grace woman she was called excellent she was called kufosin golden flower benjamin she was the person or he was the person that recommended me to this channel and then within 52 days ah i understand everything in the bible i understand everything that jesus said everything that the apostles taught and everything now i am a bible student hallelujah some of you after this 52 days eh, you can you can start your own branch trust me you can start your own branch then you you just right on top of the branch Doris Chiba um, Evangelistic Ministry <laughs> then you start then you tell your tailor now you can you can palm ropes for me <laughs> you have a long ropes we never see what I say you have done your whole branch because you have become a Bible student trust me there are so many men of God that we, we don't have this kind of foundation or hallelujah but Glory be to God. This is a foundation that is going to. Uh, yeah, yeah, so somebody, you need certificate. Don't worry. After 50, I'm taking, I took Carmen, is taking attendance every day. So those of you who you, you come, you don't, you don't comment. Please try and comment. Every day we take attendance. So when we are done with the 52 days and we, we see your name within all the 52 days, Mimi and Kasa will, will baptize you. Uh, trust me in with certificates say okay congratulations backlight for accomplishing or completing 52 days in light by the grace of god and the mercies of god you have completed the new testament you have a solid foundation in christ you understand 
this you understand what kingdom is you understand what the law is you understand what kingdom business is you understand uh, oh you understand everything in the bible hallelujah yes then you print your certificate <laughs> and if you print it and you hold it outside for everybody to see you must understand that you are violating what we learned today it means that you want you are trying to do to impress but if it's not to impress you get a certificate you go and hide it <laughs> under your under your bed uh-huh. <laughs> someone said uncle they must see my room yes so some of you you can tell yourself oh in 2024 i completed the bible by the grace of god it's going to be the best it's going to be the best the best most righteous bragging rights trust me it's going to be but it's going to be the big some of your your greatest our greatest achievement as a bible student so far that you have completed the scriptures trust me you can you can sleep well you'll be when they go to bible you go to sunday school you can raise your hands small some of you when your 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 bible st- teachers call you let's say uncle Atu, say okay please what what do you say say hmm what brother so so and so said and why the same thing hey someone asks you a question you say that oh dear brother no they can't can't find on one no after february after february that's not your portion after february you now will walk to your pastor and you tell your pastor that papa please register my name as part of the sunday school teachers i want to come and teach sunday school early morning before we start church then you you become a sunday school teacher hallelujah i want the grace of god on this ministry that god has given us this privilege i want that through this ministry you also be bold enough to declare that i am a bible student i am a bible student you see you can't learn the bible from sermons trust me you can't learn a bible from sermons if your foundation is not right no matter the preachers you are you listen to there are some things that they will say you will not understand they will say it will escape you there are some things that a preacher say that it takes a kind of foundation that when you have and it comes it clicks and you are there hallelujah the same i'm sure that if a preacher stands in front of a congregation for 20 or 30 minutes and he ministers within the 30 minutes some people will be blessed more than other people based on the foundation hallelujah so two out of 52 50 days more hallelujah finish strong finish strong have a blessed day may god bless you and see you tomorrow same time 5 a.m don't come late 5 a.m 5 a.m sharp 5 a.m god bless you and have a blessed time bye bye Try to do your name.